We had to bring the sad violin to recap week one of the Chicago Bears. Welcome to the Trio of Positivity podcast. It is CJ with my Positive Brigade member, Miller. And it's a sad one. We are here doing our first weekly recap of the Bears game played against the Packers. Miller, how are you today? I got a big glass of vodka, and it's not only because I'm solo with you today. That's how I am, because it is a depressing day to be a Bears fan, to say the least. It is a very, very sad day. Um, So let's just get right into it. We are recapping what was week one, which in the preseason, there was a lot of hype about the... I don't even know like. There's just been hype that this team was progressing, and it's a good way to put it. They were, yeah, they were progressing, and that they were getting better than what they were. And in a in a very beautiful word, it was just a dog shit of a game. Well, well, well. Now I 100% agree. Just to recap, the Bears lost to the Packers, 38 to 20. Wasn't even close after the first half, but we'll get into that. With that being said, we did have one of the worst run defenses in the league last year, and we only gave up 92 yards on the ground. Now, mind you, that was after Aaron Jones got injured, but yep. who is their leading rusher at 41? But I would pump the brakes a little bit, maybe. Maybe you'll be covering the positive session at the end of the episode. Who knows? We'll see. I'm pretty sure our listeners can already tell what my rating is going to be, but let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to structure this episode a little bit different. It's going to be a quick hitter, and we're just going to kind of go over a little bit. We're going to do kind of like our own takes of what we um, witnessed, and then we're going to kind of do some takeaways, and we're going to give a positivity rating on the team moving forward, not the actual performance. I'm going to start us off, if that's all right, Miller. You do I it, bro. I actually sat through the whole game until the last four minutes. The last four minutes was it for me. I actually took notes. And as you guys know, I hate taking notes. I hate being prepared <laughs> for this stuff. I decided, you know what? I want to show that I bring value to this podcast, even though I already know I do. But do you want to know what my first takeaway was on the Bears' first drive? I wrote down, Fields not running right away might be the game plan for the Bears. Maybe we'll run when he absolutely needs to. That was the thought process. That's right. That was during the first drive where the Bears couldn't get two yards to convert a first down. Yeah. One with a Comet sneak and one with a Fields sneak. Which but that wasn't the worst. But why do you do a Komet sneak right there? Like, come on. Like, seriously? Listen, it's, it's cute getting those plays out of the way. <laughs> it was horrible. However, that wasn't the worst. On the first drive for the Packers, who they had only one touchdown all last season on their first drive, they managed to get it 
And who had the coverage blown on that one is our good old friend Eddie Jackson. He's back, baby. He's back. He's back. He's back. Coverage blown. But the one thing that I did take away from this, Miller, and we're just kind of hitting some points here, Jordan Love looked very comfortable in that offense. Well, he's been under that offense for three years. So, I mean, it's his second start. But Imagine, second start, three years. And he looked extremely comfortable. And that was um, one of the notes that I had. Just for the record, before we move on from Jordan Love, because I don't want to speak his name again until week 18. Um, he had his three touchdown game tied Justin for the most in his career. And he's done that once. That was last year. This was Love's second start. Just want to point that out again. And then his 250 yard performance again. Justin's done that once. So that not to bring the naysayers in after week one, but this didn't look good for Fields. I I don't know. I don't know. Now let me get to some other key points of the game that I found interesting. It was during the Bears' second drive. We had a great return to start the game. Or to start that drive, I'm sorry. The Bears get hit. With a false start penalty. That's okay. Some penalties are meant to happen. The very next play, we get another false start by the entire offensive line per the ref, giving the Soldier Field faithful an earful. And not only that, we then got the third penalty in a row. Now, I was so upset by this point. I don't remember what the call was. I just have in my notes third penalty in a row. It was a that, personal foul. It was a personal foul. And that was during the slide that uh, Fields should have done, and he decided not to. No, he made um, the right call. He was going out of bounds. It's not a big deal. You don't you don't need to slide that. But I just sh- want to correct myself with my last statement. Um, Jordan Love has one 250-yard games, two starts. Justin Fields has three 250-yard games. Two of those took place in 2021. So mm. just one last year. Interesting. So we ended the second drive. With points, with a field goal. Now, that, to me, should have been what the whole game was going to be about. It was penalties, bad plays, bad decisions, but that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that at this point, when the Bears had their third drive, I felt like they had become predictable. Even though they got the field goal in, it was just play actions and screens that seemed to be a trend. Miller, do you know? Do you happen to know why they felt like the play action was? Did we miss something during the week that the Packers were weak against play action or something? Like, do you know why? I can't. I I look some stuff up. I well, can't find out why we we seem to like the play action. Well, getting to my first point that correlates well with this is the lack of running game that the Bears brought to to the table. I mean, they were the number one rushing team last year. And yes, Justin Field takes the cake. He's the reason why he got 49 yards on the ground this game. Um, But our second highest total was Justin or Khalil Herbert at 27 yards, Schmackaroo, a big 27 on nine carries. 
After that, you have Roshan Johnson, the rookie, 20 yards on five carries, and Deontay Foreman, 16 yards on five carries. So, I mean, with Justin Fields, who got 59, correction, 59 yards, we put up 122. That looks respectable. But outside of Fields, the running game was just kaput. So why are you trying uh, play-action passes if you can't even run the ball to begin with? I mean, play-action pass is supposed to be a way of getting the defense to collapse on the run. But if you can't run the ball successfully, what's the point in trying it? I mean, you got to try it. We're we're talking even the third drive where I put a note, continue to run play-action. This seems to be a trend. The fact that a fan can kind of determine that and to still have that consistency going into halftime where our my Twitter or our Twitter was for the first time uh, which we're going to see if you follow us at Trio Positivity um we gave kind of play by play opinions which seems to be a trend it seems like a lot of people are doing it but the one thing we noticed and and uh, I forget the handle who who asked was what changes need to happen in the second half we put in that hey they need to stop the play action. They need to stop the screens, and they have to try to get Comet involved. I felt like if they got Comet involved, we could have had something. What were the first two plays after halftime? A play action and a screen. <laughs> it was glorious, wasn't it? <laughs> no, literally. And here are my notes. It was their sixth drive. I said, "Why are we running play action?" The second play was a fucking screen, and then we had a dump off on the third to go four and out. Now, I understand the Komet love. I do. I get it. You got to get him involved. But you know what? You also ha- who, who you also have to get involved? Maybe the number one receiver that you fucking just traded your number one draft pick to get in DJ Moore. I mean, two catches? Two catches. That's it? Like, come on. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? His last name is Moore. He went into that locker room and he's like, hey. Do you know how many more passes I want to get? Look at the back of my jersey. I'd love more, please. <laughs> Seriously. like Literally, that's all he has to do is going into the coaches. Like, look, if you're not sure what to do, more to me. That's what you should do. I don't care if they throw the ball to him 50 times and he only catches one. Give the man an opportunity. What I mean, yes, like I said, two catches. Do you know how many targets he fucking had? Two. Two targets to your number one wide receiver. I think he had a uh, two-point conversion in there, but that doesn't count to the stat sheet. But, like, this guy is a playmaker. He had one catch for 60-something yards in his first preseason game and a touchdown. And you're telling me you are going to throw to him the ball twice in the whole game. I get that the Packers, Jair Alexander was on him, but, like, Come on, you gotta at least try to get him the ball. Even I know you're not gonna like this statement. Even oh if you gotta use that screen game again to get the hands the ball in his oh, hand, no. you gotta do so. You gotta get Listen. the ball in your playmaker's hands. And right now, the only playmaker on the field is Fields. And outside of that, it's DJ Moore. And if you don't get him the ball, you're not you're gonna have I, games like this where you get your ass kicked. Listen, I'm sorry. Fields was not a playmaker this game. In my opinion. The he person, was. He was I not. I disagree. He was not. The person that was getting us the uplift of a Bear fan fandom had to be someone that you talked about during your Bears Corners. 
It was our rookie running back. He willed us for that touchdown. He willed us getting there. That truck hit was fantastic. That, I felt, could have been a turning point. That was in their eighth drive because the previous drive, Fields fumbled during to avoid the sack. So, for me, I well, I, I I understand what you're trying to say. And again, this is week one. That's one thing I will continue to say throughout this podcast recording. It is week one, but f- holy shit, we'll go a little bit more into the game here. But I've been I I, I heard this statement. I want to say it was during the um, NBC Sports after uh, after the game. I can't remember if it was Briggs or oh, I can't think of the other gentleman's name, but the other defensive player that's on that panel. Oh, he said um, oh, the defensive end. Sorry, go ahead. He said that this team has had since May 11th to prepare for the Packers because May 11th was when they announced the schedules for the NFL. And we talked about, we said in preseason, I remember distinctly, distinctly thinking about the Colts game and like, why are we not playing these players? And then they were talking about this, that they were seeing progress during practice and whatnot. What the hell were they watching then? This to me just leads me to believe that this team was not, prepared this team was not prepared because it's the one it's green bay it's already going to have a magnifying glass just because it's green bay but the fact that we didn't really play our starters we didn't really get to see fields we didn't really get to see more and i even said in one of the podcasts where's mooney and mooney was probably another bright spot on the team Mm -hmm. with the touchdown catch which was a great catch Mm mm-hmm so that yeah. that is my that was my takeaway. Um, I don't want to get into too much after that because well, just hold on the, here. You talked. You were all over the place right there. I you was were all over yeah, the place. I was. I, you can see. First I'm not off, happy. The rookie. The rookie. You got to give that guy more playing time. Okay. RB one. RB one. You got to. Because yeah. Khalil Herbert, he doesn't look like he's got it. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't know. One game, like you said, week one. Yep. The other thing I'm annoyed as fuck about. I was listening to the radio last week, which our listeners know that I love to do. And one of the things one of the Bears insiders said was expect catches from Roshan out of the backfield. I searched on every fucking gasoline app and none of them had any catches for fucking Roshan. I was so pissed. I was like, because he's the third string running back. Like they don't even have odds for that. But it was just like, damn it. But you got to get the ball in his hands. He's another playmaker. He's he's young. He's high potential. So Fields, I disagree with you. I think he is a playmaker. He always will be. He makes plays happen. I will say that. But there were some mistakes made. We I don't know if it's back to the naggy time where he doesn't trust, where our offensive coordinator doesn't trust him to throw the ball down the field or what's going on. But the the lack of yards down the field is concerning he had uh 5.9 or 5.8 this game average he I mean he threw it 37 times so it's not like he didn't throw it which was good to see he did have a 200 yard game which is a positive considering he had two all of last year so i, I think get most that of like the fifth 40 yards at the back end was like i get it i get it it still counts 
it still, still counts. counts. Right? It counts to the end of the year. So it, that's a bright spot. He threw more, but the lack of air yards under that, like was pointed out in preseason game one, is concerning. So I, 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 will, I, hate. I, will, I need to clarify. I need to clarify. I feel like Fields was not the playmaker in week one. How about that? Is that better? No. I mean, I still saw him. I, I hate going here, and I'm going to be on the record. I feel like I've said this a thousand times before. This is Fields' year to prove it. I don't want to hear bullshit about the offensive line, the wide receiver core, the tight end core, the drops, none of that bullshit. He needs to get it done. He yeah. needs to prove he's a NFL fucking quarterback. With that being said, the offensive line was not good. There are the many times was not good. There are many times during this game where he got he they were on him quicker than really quick. Really quick. So it was just like there were times where I saw him having to move out of the pocket immediately being that athletic guy that we know he is turning something or turning nothing into something. That is what makes him dynamic. Now He's still got to make these passes down the field. He's still got to make these connections. And I just hope it improves. So with that being said, um, he did get sacked four times today. Um, that's that's according to ESPN. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up before we kind of uh, move forward here. I think I think we kind of talked about the offense here. We need to talk to the, about the defense. The Bears man what coverage defense? is dog shit. What defense? The Bears, the Bears in the, against the Packers on the ninth drive, on the ninth drive for the Packers. On the third and three, the Packers get a false start, which now becomes a third and eight. And they convert on a third and eight man coverage. The middle of the field was wide open. My fat ass could have been there and gotten a catch against that team. One thing that I will say is that the Bears are consistent, though. <laughs> We're consistently dog shit because we still cannot fucking tackle. And that is the one thing that pains me to say every time because there was a point. Um, I think it was Jordan Love was running and we whiffed on him twice. There was two players that couldn't tackle him. Um, Jones was also running. This was before he... he Pulled the hammy. Uh, I think the Bears couldn't tackle him either. I, 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 I don't know. And you know what's the sad part? My very first note on the Bears defense on the first drive against the Packers, I said this defense looks fast. And then we give up thirty-eight. Let's not forget their quote-unquote number one receiver was out today. And their quote-unquote number two receiver, Romeo Dobbs, was limited. And, I mean, he only had 26 yards. So they got beat by a lot of other people. And Jordan Love almost put up 250 yards to the air. So, collectively, it was pretty embarrassing out there um, for this defense. I, like I said, we did hold them to under 100 yards rushing, which you can kind of take that as a positive. But um, it just wasn't good. There, there one. I do. Will, I will say this one thing though before we leave. 
We got a sack. We got a sack today, baby. We got a sack. We, we got, got a sack. sack. So, um, not, a, and, not a, that many, but we got a sack. But I was watching other games across the league, and I regret to say, you know who else got a sack? Who else got Mr. a sack? Mr. Roquan Smith, who we let mm. go last year. He got a sack. And Mr. Tremaine Edmonds um, did not. Dominique Robinson also had like a couple tackles for loss. Um, he played really well. Ngaku um, played well as well. There's, there's Yannick Ngaku. He there's he some, played well. I I saw his name a lot. He had two tackles for loss and a sack. So it's a positive out of there. There are some positives. Let's let's this, let's let's jump into some positives yep, here. Jump right in. Uh, one of my positives, the rookie running back. I think, as I was saying before, he was the lone bright spot. And I'm saying this, and he only had 20 yards. He only had 20 yards, but that one run sparked that that team to to get the touchdown. But he also had six catches for 35 yards. Right, and 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 even that, it it's was he wasn't even. I think he was a, he led the team in receptions um, mm-hmm. with the six, with Colcomet having five. The targets don't make sense to me. Looking at the stats on ESPN. It didn't seem like Komet got targeted seven times. I, it didn't really look like that to me. But even Chase Claypool only got targeted twice, but that's beyond me. My positives um, has to be Mooney and Johnson. Those are the two positives that I'm taking from, from this. And if I have to pick uh, a defensive... It has to be Edwards. Had six tackles. Um, I, 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 uh, TJ Edwards. I think that's the only really positive. He had fourteen tackles, six solo. six solos. So, yeah. um, my positive. I've I've talked about it previously. Um, with um, Valus Jones, and you know my love for him and the the special teams, but. The special teams came to play today. Let's let's give them credit. The the guy that we just traded for, Trent Taylor, was decent on uh, punt returns. He didn't drop any, which is a plus. It's a positive. A plus. He didn't fumble the ball. That's yeah. a plus. And then Tyler Scott performed admi- admirably in the return game. And then we went two for two for field goals. So overall, I think special teams did okay uh, in a bad game like this. Um, they showed up. But as far as my defensive guy, like I talked about, Yannick Ngakoe um, is definitely a name that I saw a lot pop up with the sack and tackles for loss. But one other, I hate to go back to negativity, but we didn't even touch on it. You just said a guy's name that we didn't touch on, who was getting rave reviews in camp. I don't know if you remember this. Rave reviews. This is his year. He's going to break out. Chase fucking Claypool. Yeah. What does he do? I didn't mind you. I was at a birthday party, so I got kind of watched on and off. I watched like the first few few drives, and you know what I see? I see a I, drop, a drop you, by him. Yep. To and be fair, I though, see, if you're thinking about the drop from the screen, that was tipped by the lineman, but he did yeah, drop it. He did. That's drop fair. It. That's fair. That's fair. And then the screen pass where he doesn't even engage with the DB and just. Straight into the guy, like 
This is supposed to. This is the second round pick that you gave up last year for this fucking piece of ass. Like, come on, man. Sorry to go back to the negatives, but that just popped up into my head. You got nope. if he's if he's got to be better than that. Well, no. One thing to also consider too, and I hate to keep. I I feel like we're just doing negatives. Uh, the Bears had a chance before halftime. They had they had the ball. Um, that's that's where Mooney got suplexed after a screen as well. Um, they started on the six, and instead of this is what I think, and then you you can probably I think you'll probably see the other end. I felt like the Bears needed to score to get it, you know, to get to get a good sense of the game, right? The Bears needed to score, and we get two runs. Two runs in the first batch of a two-minute offense. And then Fields throws to Herbert on a third and long, didn't get it to the marker, and they left over a minute for the Packers to come in and their rookie kicker nailing a 52-yarder to go 6-10. The following at halftime when they get back, they we get the running back screen to Dylan touchdown Packers and now became what was a 6-7 game became a 6-17 off of that. So I I will say um not a good start to week 1. I did see in our group chat that someone said that this is rust. I'm sorry you had 4 months. There's no rust involved. I believe everybody's on the same page. You can't use rust as an excuse. You cannot if there's use rust, rust. If there's rust then it's on the coaching staff. Yep. And again, back to um, what the Bears player said, I we can understand week two, you might not have as much preparation because it's a short week um, compared to what you had when you knew your opponent in week one. I loved seeing Fields apologize and saying that the team is going to do good, that we're going to learn from this. That's great. That's great leadership. But the fact that our coach said that this is a learning experience, I don't like it. It's not the right mentality to have. You cannot say that this is a learning experience. CJ, what is he supposed to say? We got our ass kicked. We got our ass kicked. It's a learning experience, though. No, no, everything's a learning experience. I hate that because you guys were the ones that said, we love how this coach prepares this team. Do you remember the statement that was being brought up? We said that last year. Preparedness. And you know what? Preparedness. This is week one. And you know what emphasized what that in 2022? What emphasized preparedness? Their first drive, they were often successful, their first drive in scoring points. And after halftime, they usually put up good numbers after halftime that usually allowed them to stay in games. It's funny because it was the opposite yeah. today. Yep. Their first drive was a disaster. Yep. And then after halftime, I was just asking. Yeah, yeah, yep. Because they went into halftime 10 to 6. And next thing you know, it's 31 to 14. And it's just like, you know where what's the, the worst thing? Go? Um, Aaron Andrews was on the field and they asked, God, I like, love her. I know. She's beautiful. Aaron Andrews, uh, Aaron Andrews <laughs> said, when they talked to the uh, Packers coach, they're like, so what do you got to do to get Jones involved? Oh yeah, he's a big piece. We just we we didn't have a rhythm to get him involved yet. And what the hell happened? 
right off the gate, they get him involved. And the that Bears is did not adjust. And that is what's so fucking frustrating about DJ Moore is he is that type of player. Like, look at what the Packers did. They came out. They asked the question about Aaron Jones. They said, we got to get him involved. We need, we got to get him involved. <laughs> Same type of thing should have been said on the Bears sideline and nothing happened. Now, maybe it was because of Jair Alexander. Who knows? But come on. You got to do better than that. We'll see. Yep. We'll see what happens and going I know forward. You, and I know you and I were having the argument about the interception. That was all on fields. There's no excuse. Everyone, even Greg Olson, who had ma- a lot of math issues today, I will say. He, he got a lot of math wrong. <laughs> but even he said, uh, you can clearly see he's eyeing the receiver the whole way. There was actually time for him to make that throw. Uh, one of our friends said that it looked like Fields had the ball thrown. He was throwing the ball faster out of his hand. That's irrelevant, in my opinion. You can throw it fast. But you can still see that Fields has some adjusting to do. And the, the, the play calling was just, why, why were we running? We decided on a quarterback sneak after like we, the, the touchdown from, from uh, Love when it was 31-14. The very first play was a designed QB run. Everyone, even the announcers are saying, why are they not throwing the ball? Why are, why are we doing that? And of course, the following thing was the interception for a touchdown. Yeah, it was messy, man. It was a messy game, that's for sure. We just gotta hope that maybe we can bring some more positivity to them a little and bit better in that, the future. With that positivity, Miller, how would you rate the Bears after Week One on a scale of one to ten on the positivity rating? What do you got? It's not good, dude. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with a three. Oh, okay. Any particular reasons for that? Just just a feel? Just that I feel like at the beginning of the season, I was probably at a four. Like mm-hmm. I like a five or six is like mediocre. I think four were just under mediocre. Um, so with this performance in week one, it's going to be go down a slot. Uh, I don't think it's the bottom of the dumps yet. It's, it is just week one, but I think it's definitely taken a step back. I just it was very underwhelming seeing this team get blown out at home by their biggest rival and mm. in almost a must win game. It became, it almost felt like at halftime it became a must win. And yeah. that is sad to say on week one. Um, well, it's not, I mean, you're playing against your biggest rival who's owned you for the last so many years. Rogers gave the, l- the lease over to love. And basically, nothing but I mean, you, this was the time for you to cement this, new era of bears football and to come out and get shellacked like that on your home field was just not a good look. Um, as far as the positivity rating for me, we agreed that we would never go zero. We would always rate from one to 10 because of Mooney and because of Johnson. I'm a two. I wish, I wish there was more. We did predict that the Packers would win this game. Yeah, we did. We're one and oh, baby. We're one and oh, which, not really a <laughs> good thing. Um, but before we move on from the positivity scale, we did reach out to Boopin, our third member of the brigade, and he had it at a, I'm going to say a two. He was basically level three for the offense and white socks for white uh, level. the defense. Yeah. So the average of that is about a two. 
And, you know, I have it backwards. I was more disappointed on the offense than I was on the defense, which I think it's very clear with what we've been discussing. We had more expectations from the offense than we did on the defense. Yeah, because essentially, to wrap it up, the offense looked the same like it did last year. There was no, no I felt like it looked worse. I felt like it looked worse. You're not the only one that I've heard that from, but for the most part, it, it didn't look better, and you have to expect that incremental growth. And it wasn't there. So yep. sign us off. We are going to go ahead and leave it at that. We'll talk more about week one in our regularly scheduled episode, which is going to air on Thursday. Um, we are also going to give a quick breakdown on week two. Do the Bears bounce back? Hell, we're not sure. Miller, I think we have to sign off with our sad violin. I don't think our theme song is is going to hit at this point. So thank I you guys it. so much for listening. Please let us know how you felt the Bears did on our social media, on Facebook at Trio Positivity and on Twitter or X uh, at Trio Positivity. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please enjoy this sad violin as the Bears start off the NFL season 0-1. This is the Trio Positivity. Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye.